0: Another episode of Mustard MMA, welcome back lads, big UFC this weekend, USC 263, me and Matthew, we're actually doing a podcast in person for the first time in what seems like forever. We're in North London, Matthew, in your new flat. Welcome. Just, thanks for having me. Welcome, Joseph. To the, <laughs> the abode. What,
1: what is it you call it? My 10th mansion. That
0: one 10th of a mansion, one yeah. 10th of a mansion. Uh, yeah, it's good
1: to have you in. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. We're all COVID secure here. We've got the door wide open. Of course. Got the, we're in line with the rules. Got the hand sanitizer on tap. We have, we have. So how are you, Joseph? It's good to see you've got your England top on. You're ready,
0: aren't you? Yeah, we've both got the England shirts on. Football later. Never too confident. We'll see how that goes. But I've enjoyed being around watching the fights in person. I always just watch fights on my own. So it's good to have a bit of company.
1: Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. There were some pretty slow starts on the prelims, which we watched at home separately. But when you come round, they're mostly
0: pretty exciting,
1: good. I would say. Pretty good. So we're going to start, Joseph, on those fights. We're going to start with where we think we can only start. That's Brandon Moreno, your new champion, Joseph.
0: New flyweight champion. Just superb. We, we discussed it last week. And we said, you know, rematches never go the same way. So based on the first one going five rounds, you're thinking, right, is going to come out and get a finish here. But you have to say, Moreno looked a couple of steps ahead. He, uh, he absolutely dismantled Figueredo, really I don't think Figueredo ever had a moment where he really did anything he didn't look at the races we know the weight cuts a bit of the struggle but all credit to Brandon Moreno on this one I think I think he he looked better much better than he did in his first fight and maybe it's testament to the age Brandon Moreno 27 years old all that experience been dropped from the UFC come back he's got mentality and the age on his side Figueredo at 33 with the weight cuts. Maybe that affected him, but I think you've got to give all credit to Brandon Moreno.
1: Yeah, I'm so pleased for him. All week he's been just winning everyone round, hasn't he? Before this, I was well convinced that D Fig weren't at the races in the last fight and he's going (laughs) to. Yeah, he was unwell. And and he was unwell in all that game, and that Moreno was a little bit lucky to come out with a draw, which he was, really. Point 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 station. station, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would be a different story this time around. It was a different story, but it was yeah. it was a Mexican story. <laughs> the first-born U- uh, UFC Mexican champion, Joseph, yeah. Yeah, completely detaching themselves from that hype train they gave came the last... Never happened. He never, was ne- never Mexican. Never happened. But what a story for him. He's been grand on me all week, all of his Lego collection. He just seems like the nicest yeah. bloke in the world. We both want to be his mate. I think everyone in the world wants to be his mate, and there's going to be a lot of people who want to be his mate now he's the champion of the world. I couldn't believe he just completely dismantled him. First round was just dominant. We said it. You know, it's a little bump on his head, old Figueroa. I said the, yeah. the weight cut he looked awful at the actual official weigh-ins, and he just didn't really look at that races at all, did he? And Moreno was just dialed in completely, and it was a fully deserved victory. Got a sub in the third round, Joseph. Who saw this one coming? I anything.
0: No, I mean I wasn't sure he had the chops to finish Figueroa, to be honest. No, Figueredo, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt, Not an experience. Yeah, an no. experienced black belt as well. Uh, and I didn't think he would knock him out and he didn't but yeah I mean he's got a little bit of the Charles Oliveira about him hasn't he Moreno he's got that personality where it seems like he wouldn't say boo to a goose Oliveira similar similar fashion he's out handing food packages in favelas and things like that and you come through and through adversity again similar backgrounds in a way lost plenty of fights didn't they the pair of them and these are the stories you want to see it's uh, you know and uh, it adds a dimension of Figueiredo's story as well because he was I'm not sure if he was unbeaten but he was certainly was in, he's lost one. Yeah, but he's, you know, destroyed everyone that's put in front of him pretty much. And they are good stories, but Brandon Moreno's stories are, are a lot better as well. So, you know, perhaps that this adds to Figueroa's legend in a way. You've got got to think a uh, uh, move up in weight class is coming. And how, how does he react to getting stopped? He himself was the ball. I, he I think he's got 19 or 20 wins. 17, 17 of those are by stoppage, Figueroa. <laughs> And he's, he's on the receiving end for once. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see where he takes it.
1: Yeah, he, I think you're right. He, a move up is just imminent. You can't keep doing that to yourself. What is he, 33, you 33. say? No way he can keep doing that. But he took it all in good spirits. So he looked like he just oh, turned, yeah. turned up at a party at the end of that. He was all happy. I think he was happy happier for
0: Moreno. I think than... he was happy it was
1: over, to be <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He think just had a little chill. But it's all about Moreno. Figuring out. Like you say, I think he's going to move up. I think that's him done in that division. He's not going to want to muck around. Cutting weight at 33. Moreno, he's the star now. He's the face. That's massive. Mexico is such a combat yeah. uh, nation, aren't they? They've got history going the all the way back with the boxing and stuff. And he's going to be a huge star now. He's going to put the UFC on the map there. And hopefully he can take the UFC back yeah. there and top the build in
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's difficult to think of a next contender in the flyweight division. There's someone's. You're probably going to have to wait a little while and someone's going to have to make a claim for it in their next fight or what have you. But when... In, We move on to the Worldweight division. I think we'll go there next. Someone else making a claim for a title. Leon Edwards beat Nathan Diaz. Four rounds to one. Pretty convincing. He could have been 5-0. And then in the last minute, Diaz landed a... Not necessarily a big shot even, was it? But he landed a shot and he rocked Leon Edwards. And Leon Edwards was almost out on his feet. Just did about enough to hang on. And claimed, in the end, like an easy... Victory, really. It was an easy victory, apart from that last minute where he almost got stopped. So, enough for a title shot there, Edwards, to get in above someone. You know, if Stephen Wonderboy Thompson beats Gilbert Burns, for example, as Leon Edwards done enough there, maybe he's hoping for a Gilbert Burns win because Gilbert Burns can't fight Osman again. No, so, good point. yeah. Would you reckon done enough?
1: I, I think so. I think in that the, they're clearly wanting to go down this path. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him Diaz. Yeah. They. Wouldn't have given him. Who was he for last? Mohammed. Mohammed. He, uh, he? he was meant yes. to fight Hamza. though. Before that, when he? was was a big name. So I think they're definitely pushing him for that rematch because they know they're running out of contenders, really. But you say that Diaz landed one shot. He landed one and a half shots. He landed a first, <laughs> yeah first, <yeah, yeah. laughs> which was unbelievable. Yeah, I loved brilliant. that. Loved all that. But that was the longest minute of my life. I swear. Um, I don't know how he survived. He looked like he was just done. Yeah, I know. He really did, and I thought. Can, I couldn't see any envisage any way that Diaz would win that fight, and then I think I said earlier in one of the rounds before I said, "There's no way he's got knockout out, out <laughs> to, yeah. to knock out a real welterweight," and then he just almost did. He almost just lock, locked in that straight left and bang, and Edwards was in trouble for a minute. And fair play to him, I think that'll stand him in good stead for fights moving forward because so I think he thought that fight was done and he he was coasting a little bit too much. You could argue, and it cost him nearly. But fair play, Diaz. He's, Joe Rogan mentioned it his stop's never going to go down so I think yeah. that last minute of that fight has has basically booked him a, another big fight going forward so oh we'll, definitely we don't know who but it will be someone up there that, uh, that will sell pay-per-view tickets but Edwards I think he will be next I don't know if he'll get ahead of Colby but I think he'll probably sit out and wait for the winner of that
0: yeah I think to give credit to Leon Edwards this is the longest he's fought in going on three years now and it 2019 was his last proper fight the one with Muhammad only went around so credit to him Straight in there, five rounds. Maybe you just need to knock the cobwebs off a little bit. You know, We were all hoping he'd come back and get a stoppage and stop Nate Diaz, which no one's really done for a long time. So to look as good as he did and hang on in that last minute, go five rounds. You know, I don't think he gassed at all or anything like that. So it was a pretty good showing, I would say. It was, it was almost like one of those ones where it's a, it's a first fight back you to ease the ring rust, but also at the same time, it's your opportunity to get a title shot, so it's like it was like a combination.
1: Yeah, I thought he looked, I don't know, he looked like he broke a sweat until that last minute. He didn't look in trouble at no, all. No. He was, he's very, very robotic in his approach. He's just technical to a T, and he weren't buying any of them mind games that were, that were quite funny, really. <laughs> he was just he was just having a laugh in there, Diaz, and, and Edwards weren't buying. Maybe a couple of times he was just trying to swing for it, but he was a bloody mess, Diaz, and that was just down to Edwards's. The disparity in ability, I think, at this stage in their careers, is, is he's not even thirty yet, yeah, Edwards, he's only getting yeah. better. You'll learn from this fight, massive fight, massive stage, and I think he's put him in good stead for a title shot. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed, I thought, yeah, yeah. I, thought Ed, I was expecting a little bit more from Edwards in that he might get a finish, but he did everything but really. To yeah. be honest he dominated from minute one to
0: minute twenty-four. <laughs> no that's fair. No, that is fair. That is fair. So obviously, we uh, glossed over the main event there, Matt. Marvin Vittori against Adesanya. Adesanya comes away with a 5-0 victory. And, you know, the reason we've glossed over it, I think, is because we were going into this one a little bit excited for it. A contrasting styles. Adesanya coming off a loss. Vittori. Absolutely expecting him to just throw the pressure on Adesanya and give him problems that maybe he hasn't dealt with before. But I have to admit, I think Adesanya, you know... I think it goes both ways. I think Vittori, you know, he didn't do what we thought he would do. He wasn't as aggressive as I thought he would be. He wasn't as belligerent as as I thought he would be. Um, And Adesanya, just to be fair, it was a little bit of a, I'm reluctant to say masterclass because I think he was just a couple of levels above Vittori and Vittori was a lot slower and it almost looked too easy for Adesanya. I don't think he was in, I think he got caught with jabs, like, you know, jabs at at the, right at the end of the punch. Adesanya... He didn't look that close to finish I just think it was kind of just uh, Easy It was just easy Really for Adesanya To just toy with him Avoid the shots Didn't even have to put his hands up Just moved his head And his body out of the way And Vittori was too slow To catch up with him So Yeah in a a way Fair play You give give Vittori his opportunity He had a go But it's You know It's a nice little win For Adesanya Get that Jan Blakovic Defeat Out of the way Still undefeated At middleweight So in a way it Kind of reignites uh, Adesanya again
1: yeah, I think when you look at a fight like that where it looks like one is trying so hard and the other isn't, yeah, that you know there's just a massive golfing class. And I thought Vittori would have a good chance in this fight. I seem a bit, feel a bit silly about it now, but <laughs> cause he, looked, he got nowhere near him. Did really? it, Apart no. from one choking round three, I think it was, which I, I was up and about. I yeah. thought he was going to actually get in there. Before I knew it, Adesanya was on top. I thought, oh, here we go. It's... He's improved a lot, Adesanya. I put, I put too much weight in that first fight where the got him down in the third round mm. and Adesanya not really know to do. And that, Adesanya's obviously come a long, long way. I maybe had the his fight in the back of the head as well, but Adesanya's just completely just outlasted him. A complete it shutout. It was. So, so, so he chose it. Five-nothing. Five-love. Five-zip. Five-zip. And, it. <laughs> and the, the Italians have to wait for their, their first world yeah. champion. I mean, I'm hoping that Adesanya's going to be fighting Bobby Knuckles next I think he's the only one really who could have any sort of chance because I don't think he was himself in that first fight. I think yeah. He's improved dramatically since then. He's beaten three top contenders on the bounce. Obviously, you've got two in there. Matchup wise is favourable in that they're both similar styles. Yeah. Might be considered a little bit of a boring technical matchup for the casual fan, but I think it'd be quite interesting. But apart from that, I don't think there's anyone in there who can touch him. No, nah, there's not
0: really, unfortunately. Obviously, you'd like to see Usman move up and take the fight, wouldn't you? But that's not going to happen.
1: Nah, you, you can't see it. I mean, I mean it's, it's a great, great matchup on paper, isn't it? You really think that Usman has the the style, but does he have the size? So it'd be an interesting mm. one, but I'm banging on that, I don't
0: think, nah. unfortunately. No, nah, I, think, I think probably you've just got to give it to Whitaker now. Oh, definitely. Announce it now. I, th- I would have thought Adesan can fight again in another three months. Whittaker's had a bit of time off now. He's probably ready to go straight into camp now, so... That's the only one, and obviously European Whitaker can do a little bit better than he done last time, which is difficult, because obviously Adesanya will keep improving, you know? He's, what is the early 30s, 31, 32, something yeah. like that, so it's not like Adesanya's rested on his laurels since that last wicker fight, but yeah, he's got to be the next one. we also got, I mean, should we go straight to actually one of uh, Adesanya's training partners, teammates, Brad Rydell, against Drew Dober, closed out the prelims. You mentioned the prelims were a little bit slow at the start, but this one was just a superb fight.
1: Yeah. this it was, it was a slow start with the prelims. No finishes. No finish here, but there was many, many near finishes. Yes. This was just a war, wasn't it? It was back and forth. Dober's always got them heavy hands. He's always good with the boxing.
0: Dober got the upper hand early on. It was quite impressive to see Brad Rydell come back, I thought.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I think that just showed you how good Brad Riddle is. So... Yeah, an excellent fight, back and forth. He got got that team going, City kickboxing, off mm. to a flyer. You never know, that might have played into Adesanya's confidence going in as well. So, fantastic win for him. He, he, Drew Dover is number 13 there, so out of nowhere, yeah. Brad Riddell is, is Rydell, Riddle.
0: Well, I say Rydell, but it looks like Riddle, doesn't it? I'm
1: thinking because Chuck Liddell <laughs> is spelt like Riddle. Yeah. Should I say Riddle? <laughs>
0: if you want.
1: Because it's spelt the same <laughs> yeah. as Liddell. Laid out. Little,
0: he's little now, is he? Tra-
1: <laughs> Brad Riddle, no Brad, fantastic win. He's in the top fifteen now. Lightweight, as a well. stacked division. It yep. just shows you answer the call against these top contenders and uh, if you play your cards right. You're right in the mixer. So fantastic win for him. Fantastic win for City Kickboxing. Um, yeah, please for him. Great fighter. Fantastic.
0: So my highlight of the night, aside from Brandon Moreno, which you got to say is up there in it, especially with the emotional scenes afterwards as well, was Big Paul Craig, big, big Scottish Paul Craig. We had the lads on from inside the cage last week. They were, they were, were they confident? They were half confident, reluctantly.
1: I I don't think any of us would have put our house on Paul Craig. No, put it that way.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what a savage the man is! Just absolutely. We, we, we now know that he dislocated uh, Jamal Hill's elbow just snapped it completely out with an arm bar. And it was a TKO in the end because his arm was flopping about, wasn't it, Jamal Hill? Just like... And uh, the ref was like, no, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to stop that. So he had him caught in a triangle-type position anyway and threw kind of just pat of punches, really. But the ref eventually stopped, j- jumped in. But, I mean, I have to say, I'm super impressed with how Paul Craig done here. I was a little bit nervous going into it. Jamal Hill knocked out OSP in his last one, which is difficult to do. He's obviously an up-and-comer, a bit of youth on his side. Uh, but I was just Paul Craig pulling guard. He's the best guard puller in the UFC. No one else can do what, what Paul Craig can do.
1: Yeah. Dry as a bone as well at that time yeah. as well. He was always going to cause trouble for Jamal Hill. I was worried as well because he's a big lad, Hill. Isn't he? He is. You notice it there. He's got big power, heavy power. But the inexperience, I always thought that might get him a little bit. And Craig on the ground is just unbelievable. I've got to say, when I saw that ref at the beginning, though, <laughs> I thought he looks a bit old. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. Bless him, but should he be in between two 205ers there um, yeah some bizarre decision making there I thought because that was a horrible armbar he looked like he lost it then he got another one right yeah yeah so yeah he did, yeah, he did some little slick little move oh, there, yeah, going was, back into position it, he trapped
0: that arm didn't yeah. he that was a fake sort it was of almost
1: his done then yeah before he got in the armbar then he, then he turned him yeah in, and yeah, it was yeah just oh, pretty sickening really and fair place <laughs> yeah. to Hill he did not tap you no. can't give him his due there he did not tap at all he was flopping around yeah, but he weren't tapping and the ref had seen about a minute's action before he gets sacked but as you see at the end where for some reason they made him do the ceremonial stand yeah. for the arm and it was just basically a cricket ball on his elbow Yeah. them sort of situations you sort to of think it's he no, don't need to be there. No. He, he knows. He's pretty sure he's lost. Yeah, he's lost. <laughs> His arm doesn't work. Yeah. So, but Paul Craig, unbelievable. Joe Rogan didn't understand a word he was saying no. when Post my interview, which is always entertaining. But he goes on again. So what is that now? Five unbeaten? So you've got the Shogun draw in there. Yeah. So that breaks up the winning streak. But it's five unbeaten now, Joe. If that was number 14 and 15, so... I don't know if he goes up or I don't know which way around it was if he was 14 or 15
0: but he's he's slowly climbing
1: the ranks and oh yeah big song like beyond the realms beyond the realms of possibility that he could start making a little run at the title here
0: look I think he's a he's a very difficult opponent for pretty much anyone in there I think Rogan said something similar no there aren't any other fighters like Paul Craig in that division and you look maybe you've got Yan or you've got a uh, Glover perhaps you know, maybe before someone like Prohaska or Ankalaya get there. Difficult to leapfrog those, obviously, because maybe is probably next in line. But certainly mm. for a couple of those lads, particularly the Glover and um, yang like I say, I would think Paul Craig's got a pretty decent chance there, you know. I don't think any of those are particularly slick enough or athletic enough, really, to... You know, Glover's a Brazilian, so it's difficult to say he's not very good at jiu-jitsu, yeah. isn't it? But Paul Craig is... You know he's going out there to rip people's arms off, and that's like a different, different level, really. Like he's, he's like he pulls, like you know he pulls guard. You've got to be competent to do that because you're you're on the bottom. You could get your head smashed in. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see where he goes.
1: I, I knew he was good on the ground, but I don't think I realised he was that good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. I knew he was good, but that he's, that was some slick groundwork there, and he's obviously only getting better. We didn't see much of his striking, but from what we've seen in previous fights. He has improved there. Yeah. He, he's not silly. He's going to be improving that every day in the training uh, training room. So I, I'm excited as well. I'm getting ahead of myself. I think <laughs> okay. obviously Scotland will have their new, or well, first ever champion by the end of the year, Joseph.
0: End of the year as well. Nice.
1: Unfortunately, that no, won't be in the women's division. Will it?
0: Correct. Joanne Calderwood lost a fight against Laura Murphy. Shoot out for the next uh, challenger to face Shevchenko. And we mentioned earlier off, off air, actually, that. Probably thought Calder would won it. Probably thought she'd done enough to win it. Not a robbery, I don't think.
1: No, it all comes down to that first round, does not it? The second round is obviously Laura Murphy. Yeah. Third round, obviously Jojo, I think. She turned it up. She she did in the third round what she should have done in the first round, basically. Yeah. The first round was it was a pick'em. It was a coin flip and Murphy got the I think that's yeah.
0: And I think that's it. Calder just, think, just doesn't come out aggressive enough. She doesn't really come out to impose herself. She's looking to ease herself in, land a couple of leg kicks, find a range. You know, you've only got three rounds for for, for a title opportunity. I just, like you say, that third round, you do that first round, it's a different story.
1: Yeah, I think the gee, it's the story of her career. She's so losing split decisions on yeah. these sort of contender fights, and it's almost like she is a five round fighter. she would do better over five rounds. She needs that Nate uh, Diaz clown five <laughs> round fighter, really. Yeah. yeah, so it's so unlucky to see. Uh, you can't really see her getting uh, Getting a go, Kenya, anytime soon?
0: I mean, well, you never know.
1: You never know. We win a couple in that division. you yeah. get right back in there. But Laura Murphy at 37. I, I do fear for her a little bit against Shechenko when she fights her. Yeah, I've got th- to think. She I was, was getting th- absolutely tagged in the third round by Coldwood.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's she's, she's, she's um, a bit of a dog and she, she ain't going anywhere, Sometimes. Lauren Murphy. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe rephrase that. A bit of a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hope she doesn't send Derek Lewis after me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, I I think maybe she's got a better chance just because of her mentality against Shevchenko. Do I think she's going to beat Shevchenko? No, not in a month for Sundays. Like I say, Shevchenko will probably piece her up. The only way, you know, I think she's a little bit more gritty than Coldwood, a little bit more willing to get dirty and just clinch and make it. But then I think Shevchenko's got an advantage there as well. She's just a monster herself, isn't she? So... You know, it's it's a t- it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm happy for Laura Murphy. I think she's a good character, and like, like say, at her age, another great story. We like these ones. But yeah, you know, a bit, bit a, a bit of a hard in and nothing I've a bit chef here. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's, she's quite a big girl.
1: Yeah. So maybe that that could be something to to hang on to. Just
0: slight, aren't we? We call her a dog and a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> big, big as she's,
1: uh, she's quite muscular, you know. And she yeah, used yeah. to be a bandmate. I think she actually used to be a featherweight as well. I'm just sort of. Trying to veer off from your uh, your acknowledgement of that statement there. But no, fair play to Murphy. Lucky Lauren Murphy called out when the the judges announced it, which I thought was quite apt. But uh, could have gone either way, that one. It was a decent fight. It was quite an interesting one, what with the different tactical changes and stuff. But sad for Caldwell. And another Brit loss as well, Joseph.
0: Yeah, we predicted the four out of four wins for Brits. Obviously, that was only two and two. Darren Stewart up up at light heavyweight rematch against Derek Anders. To be honest, I thought Eric Anders done a very professional, solid, good job. Darren Stewart, I'm not sure if he's a light heavyweight. He seems to be happier there and stuff like that. But I mean, Eric Anders isn't a light heavyweight either, really. And he was kind of outsized, Darren Stewart. Yeah, not too sure about Stewart. It just seemed a little bit off there to me. Whether it was Anders, you know, like I say, I was, I was quite impressed with Anders, how he got the job done. I, I
1: don't know. I, I, think they were, I thought Stewart was actually a bit more aggressive. Um, it was obviously, they were sort of reeling from that first fight and they knew that they couldn't do what they did in the yeah, first fight. Yeah, definitely. So I think that was always going to be the case against the cage. And Stuart done all right, I thought. I don't think Anders was particularly effective there. It all turned when Stuart actually landed a takedown and it somehow ended up with Anders on top. Yeah. yeah. And that was the, the worst thing he could have done, believe it or not. It, you would have thought Stuart on top here, he would have seen the round out, got that win uh, in that round, and he got the win overall, but he ended up Anders on top. He just beat the shit out of him, didn't he? There, and yeah, di- disappointing result for him. I think you're right. He's a bit undersized there. Yeah. I don't want to cut down to eighty. Needs a one ninety-five. Needs it? a one ninety-five. I don't know why everyone bangs on about one six-five, but 20 yeah, pa- 20, twenty pounds, stone and half. Is it? Oh, I don't know. It's like, More than yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, twenty pounds. You get heavyweights cut down to the like heavyweight, and you have got Darren Stewart. Yeah, yeah, up yeah to know, the same yeah. division, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's mental, really, but. And they want to say they want to cut out weight, Cain, but then they, they do stuff like that. But is what it is. D- disappointing result overall, though, Joseph? Half and half of the Brits, but overall as a card, what do you make
0: of it? Overall, I thought it was a good card, to be honest. You've got Paul Craig, standout moment. Moreno, standout moment. Edwards, Diaz was... It was like a good fight, and then you had a standout moment at the end. Yeah. So I thought it was solid. I thought it was solid. Maybe slightly underwhelming, but that's probably being a bit harsh. I'll give it a solid eight out of ten.
1: Yeah, I think that it was always going to be difficult to deliver to the yeah. hype because it was such a stacked car from top to bottom. And probably because a lot of decisions don't help that. weren't many finishes. What were they? Two? So, two finishes there? Yeah, would
0: well, you have Moreno, Craig. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Blimey. I thought it was at least three, man. I was still saying <laughs> yeah. it. Two finishes. It's never great, but obviously you can put that BS thing down to an exciting little finish as well to the final. Yeah. So um, it was an overall, it was an okay. It was seven out of ten, I write. Seven. Saying. Fair. So seven yeah, out ten. Fair. mainly for Craig. It's six of my phone. Yeah, Craig.
0: yeah, to be fair, that's a good shot. Alright, that does that card. Let's have a look at this week's news. Not a lot going on. So first off, fight announcement: Jessica Andrade after a defeat up against Cynthia Calvillo, who's pretty, you know, probably in the next in line, really. If she, particularly if she can get a win over Andrade. So that's at UFC two sixty six, September twenty
1: fifth. What's this Joseph Flyweight?
0: Is it? Yeah, I believe so. I don't think Andrade has moved. I think she's still in there. So yeah, still knocking around. Yeah, so. Calvillo, they just need names, don't they? So yeah. UFC uh, just
1: don't want Andrade to win here. Surely, <laughs> no. just throw her in again against Shevchenko and it's just. No, no one wins out of that today. So, yeah, I think Cavillo is, is, is set up for a Big win opportunity. Here. Yeah, it could push Laura Murphy back, back with, with a win here. Uh, where's this at? 266. Six, September, yeah. Unless it's they sneak one in before one. that at Flyweight. But, but yeah, cracking fight. Cracking crack fight. Crack and fight. And that and division's slowly building some building momentum, momentum now, I feel. It's not very old, but you've got a lot of good girls in there who are very talented. So, I think they're going to. And hopefully, Cavillo can get the job done and we'll see it. And actually, a legitimate contender. Yeah, this, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. And then we've got a little bit of entertainment news. Obviously, we've got a girl, Lorraine Kelly, sponsoring, as always. Nothing major this week, Matt, but obviously, Alistair Overeem got let go recently. I mean, he's, how many times we been knocked out? About 200 times. Just, just fight. Just been fighting forever. But you think maybe you call it a day, but no, he's going over glory kickboxing. So he's going he's gonna to carry on and no doubt he's going to be in exciting fights. Don't need to worry about the, the no wrestling, no, no, uh, jujitsu trainer or anything like that. Just go out there and kickbox. Taking it back to the old school.
1: Nice seeing he's joining a profession where his sort of brain cells will be kept intact. Yeah, yeah like going to straight up striking. Uh, none of this grappling nonsense. And I'm, the drug
0: testing is very uh, strict in there as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ubering is back, he's mate. Back. Yeah, that horse meat on, on <laughs> tap. I don't really watch much kickboxing. I don't think it's very well advertised over here. No, it's not. It's, not. it's just mad, really, because people don't like take downs. The casual fan, yeah, yeah, they, they boo when it goes on the ground and. He's boxing but with kicks yeah, kickboxing spec- it very exciting <laughs> so yeah. you'd think that if they could somehow market it well it would be actually class the UFC
0: just managed to kind of claim that sort of real fighting yeah. moniker didn't they
1: yeah it's, it's strange isn't it I, I, I don't really get it but like I say I'm not a massive fan myself for that reason I don't really see it I don't know how to yeah. access it I think you get it through bypass a lot of glory So, but yeah fair play to him he's getting, getting his money yeah, exactly. he, he must be a bit old he was, I think he's one of those who has a record where he has a fight in the 90s. Yeah. Which he's always legendary.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Which> 2021. <laughs> yeah. Nah, outstanding. Outstanding. So yeah, that wraps it for the news. We'll have a quick look at the card coming up this weekend. So again, Matthew, as, as we kind of love to say after every single big pay-per-view card, you have a little card like this, which is kind of a sleeper, but actually some cracking fights on there particularly the main event. Korean Zombie, we all love to see it. We all love to see when he fights. Up against, up against Dan Ego, who's been on a little bit of a tear in that division, starting to make a name for himself and can certainly make uh, much more of a name for himself with a win against Korean Zombie. Given KZ's style, I wouldn't be surprised if Ego picks up a stoppage win.
1: I think he's got a tricky fight, the Zombie, yeah? Yeah. I think is just, just a juggernaut in a minute. I think he lost his he lost one recently. Am I right
0: in saying that? Yeah, he lost he to lost the Dark Horse of the division two fights ago, back in uh, July 2020. But other than that, he's beaten Barboza, Bectic, Aguilar, Danny Emery, Jordan Griffin, Gavin Tucker. All the lads.
1: Just all the lads, pretty all much. All the lads, he's yeah. I remember that Danny Emery, one, I think it was in London, he beat him pretty, pretty sharpish, and I thought he's a bit of a talent, he yeah. gained. But... Zombie's got to look a lot better than he did in his last one it's been a big break it seems since that fight it was Ortega wasn't it and he, yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Ortega beat him in his own game we thought Ortega's going to get absolutely up up if this is on the feet and all, Zombie just didn't turn up at all he's got to get a winner to stay relevant and he gets a massive opportunity for him to
0: sort of leapfrog a couple of people
1: and perhaps even get a shot at the winner there it's going to be difficult there with Max there fighting Rodriguez obviously Max with with his record and his star power, he's probably going to get it with a win. But yeah. Igay can f- certainly throw his name into the conversation, as can Korean Zombies, he's always there, he's a fan favourite. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great, I don't really know how to call that one. Uh, you've got to think on form and momentum and general confidence that Ige could get a job done there if he's an underdog. Certainly some cash that he made, Joseph. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely, because Calvin Qatar is quite, quite large, isn't he? And I don't think Korean Zombies got that, so maybe maybe you don't count on that too much. So definitely the mo- momentum is with Igay also we've got a couple of Brits on there. we've been looking forward to these. actually, we mentioned this brief- briefly, Danny Roberts becoming a, a proper UFC stalwart, up against someone who is a UFC stalwart to be fair, Tim the Dirty Bird Means Good and uh, Tim, Bean, Tim, Tim Beans <laughs> <laughs> Tim O'Beans Tim
1: O'Beans <laughs> oh, Tim O'Beans old Tim
0: O'Beans, he's never in a boring fight is he and so to be fair, neither is Danny Roberts. It kind, of goes, it kind of goes either way with Danny Roberts a little bit recently. But, and, you know, another cracking fight. Are we aiming for a two out of two for British fighters this weekend as well? Well,
1: well it's it's right. D- Danny Roberts, he's been, been out of the for a long time. It's been a while, yeah. It's been a while, so I don't know what he's been doing. I don't know if he's been injured or if he's had a bit of downtime or whatever. It's a, it's a tough <laughs> one to come back from. It's in a bean. You know? He's <laughs> salty, isn't he? He is salty. He is. And uh, full it's of fibre. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but I think Old Chocolate, Chocolate is, there. he's, he's, never, in a, he's never, never in a boring, boring fight Danny Old Chocolate uh, Roberts so this Tim Mainz ain't either No, so this serious. is just one of those pick me up cards it's where it's just going, going to be fight of the night contenders all all across the board and I think this is one, one of them of I think it's going, going to be, be a, a tricky tricky go for Danny, Roberts, for Danny Roberts but he's got the talent I hope he's going, going to come back stronger than he has been before and hopefully get a win here but I think it's going to be tough
0: definitely one, I think, might even pick it to fight at the night. Another Brit, David Grant, on an absolute tear at the moment, knocking people out of left, right and centre, all over the Michael Bisping podcast. Top bloke, owns and runs a restaurant as well. Just a lovely geezer. i against get to cheat O'Vera, who's obviously, you know, uh, beat Sean O'Malley. That's probably maybe his biggest scout today. date. A lot of hype behind him. And this one, like I say, could be fight of the night. I wouldn't, you know, I, I hope David Grant gets it done. I think on the momentum he can. Perhaps if you're looking at records and stats and on paper, you might favour Cheeto Vera, but I think this is one where you know it could come down to more than just what you see on the paper.
1: Yeah, Davy Grant, I can't believe he's in a in a fight like this. You asked me a year ago that he's going to be fighting
0: number one contender for number one contender.
1: He's probably number one contender, number contender of a number one contender. This one, I'd say it's a a freeze up. there. Well, he's there, 15, 14? He's actually ranked. I'm pretty mm. sure his face is on those rankings. So for Davey Grant to be in there, I'm shocked.
0: At the twilight of his career. He is
1: the twilight and half as well, because he's he's been around for what seems like forever. And I think a couple of fights ago, I think I even said to you that I, I didn't even realise he was still on the roster. I thought he'd been let go. So for him to be there, and as you say, it's such a lovely, sound bloke. One of those yep. who you knows just a nice bloke. who we'll move the end of the world, ends of the earth for you. Yeah. You've got to hope he gets a win here. I'd be so pleased if he does because that'd be just unbelievable for his career, for his legacy to yep. be of s- them sort of fires and getting into the contention in the top ten. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tricky one. Cheeto Vera's the the real deal. He's he's proper class. He's got a couple of losses on his record, a couple of dodgy decisions. Some some of those, and to beat Sean O'Malley, we know well, I'll say him a little bit. Yeah. but he's he's top class himself. so Perillo as well, when yeah, he he's got a good team behind him. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Davey Grant I just got to hope he lands of them big left hooks again and, and gets another knockout can you imagine and oh, he's, yeah. he's right in the mixer
0: If he finishes it you know, it might even take away one of those number one contender for number one contender for number one contender If you stop Cheetah Bear, you might have to take one out and you might you know, you might only have a couple before you can get a shot which well, that's, is that's crazy it's, it's
1: all circumstance as well If he comes off this with a big knockout win or whatever and then I don't
0: know. This isn't going to
1: gonna happen. But say T. J. Dillashaw drops out at San Hagen fight yeah, yeah. two days before and Grant's ready. That'll never happen. But that sort of thing. It's yeah, the yeah, band, yeah, It's only close bantamweight fight I can think of. And because you're in, you're in everyone's memory of being a recent victory and the big knockout stuff. <laughs> they'll throw you in there, man. Do a Kenny yeah. Holland, do a Marvin Vittori where you jump the queue a little bit, and you're right in the mixer. So that could anything can happen. So, David Grant. We'll be fighting Corey Sandhagen yeah. for another one contender shot in about three weeks' time.
0: And just to wrap it up, obviously a legend, Matt Brown, up against Diego Lima. It's interesting his brother lost his title in Bellator the other day, didn't he? His first Ukrainian yeah. um, MMA champion. He's 26-0, and 0, I think. He's never lost. So his brother, Diego Lima, up against Matt Brown. Hoping for a Matt Brown win, as always.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like Diego Lima. I don't know how he's still on the Ross been knocking far, right? He yeah. just never really gets a win streak together. Matt Brown, absolute legend. Savage is... You look up savage in the dictionary and there's a picture of his dish yeah. in there. In, so, yeah. Animal. Glad to see him getting in on these flight cards still. So, yeah, it's a great card altogether, really. Definitely. Top to bottom.
0: All right. Well, thanks very much for having me around today, Matthew. You're it's welcome. been an absolute pleasure.
1: You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad to open you up to the world of oat milk as well. Yeah, you've uh, fared uh, and me.
0: It's uh, been top-notch service. Thanks
1: for coming. Yeah. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Check out the socials. Mustard MMA. For Instagram and Twitter, uh, masterdmma.com for all your latest blogs. Other than that, lighters. Lighters.